I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host. And we're live on a Monday, ready to do some podcasts. And the official weapon of the show is... The phone jail. And the unofficial sport. Bullet ball. And bullet ball. Extreme, extreme, extreme. Uh, you know, find us wherever you get podcasts. Leave us five star reviews. We saw people are leaving some. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all five star reviewers, the real, the real MVPs. The um, real MVPs. It don't cost you nothing. And renew it. If you left one a while ago and you was like, I had re-up, re-up. Another thing I want to point out that, and I'm sending out the email soon, but it's about time for our African American Friday sale. So for those that, that don't remember, it's been a while since you signed up or whatever, I'll run through the spill real quick, but we'll probably have to do this a few times. The first thing is, uh, if you already have signed up in the last year or so for Black Friday, it will automatically renew, meaning it will come out of your PayPal account. It's $100 for the whole year. You get everything behind the paywall, all the new shows, all the spinoff shows, all that stuff. And we do quite a bit, you know, like it's balls deep. It's uh, the pregame. You get your spoiled movie reviews the day we review them. You don't have to wait a month like the other people. Lip um, smacking good. You get lip smacking good. Uh, there's live recordings that we do on Crowdcast. You'll get an email inviting you to the live recording so there's people that hang out and watch us talk with justin about sports there's people that hang out and watch us hang out with all our nerd friends for yeah. the nerd off mm -hmm. and i you know not to toot our own horn but that's what this segment is right um we i will put our spinoff shows against anybody's main shows yes, even in the genre i'm talking about so like i don't just say balls d sports is a good like sports podcast show I think it's a good podcast that could go against anybody, Dan Levitard. You know what I mean? Like, I think we, I really feel like just because we're not putting it out there for everybody to hear, you may not think it's that quality or that fun or whatever. Well, you're wrong. It is. We don't half-ass nothing over here. Um, and so that's the 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 thing. And uh, I'll be sending out the email to everybody who's already signed up i'll be putting post on our blog post on our websites post on our uh social medias just we're going to be pumping this thing if you have any problems signing up any issues technically technological or whatever with the website always email me the black guy who tips at gmail i will walk you through it we'll figure it out and also if you want to cancel if you don't want to renew and you can't figure out how to, you should be able to do it on PayPal, but if you can't figure it out, people email me sometimes for that. I'll try to help you out mm -hmm. as much as I can to make sure that you can, you know, we don't want anybody paying for something they don't want to pay for. Agreed. This isn't a grift. This is, we work mm -mm. for our money. Right. And, <laughs> and we also understand things change. You know, sometimes you ain't got the five, completely get that. Yeah. And also, if you ain't got the five, go to Spotify and, and sign up for the whole five. Uh, she's talk. See, when you say stuff like that, you gotta give them the detail. <laughs> My bad. You can't just say it. Is uh, so bad sales pitch. It's always um, Spotify has a tier. We call it just a tip, just the tippers. Uh, it's five dollars a month. You get one bonus show per week, uh, and it's random. So it's not always the same show and we're really just giving you a taste test of what's behind the paywall. Sometimes it's balls D sports. Sometimes it's uh, the nerd off. Sometimes it's a movie review. Like we just watched the Marvels and you got the Marvels the day it came out. So uh, stuff like that you can do there. But uh, yeah, I'll make sure to send everybody, uh, you know, we'll really be pushing this thing. But it's something 
put it on your mind, put it on your heart. If there's a fan you want to gift a donation to or so, or gift a membership to or something, email me. We can work that out as well. But uh, yeah, I'll, it'll be the end of this month when that when it starts. You know, Black Friday. But uh, just wanted to let everybody know. All right, now I guess we should get into some segments. Uh, the first one uh, being banter. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Someone in the chat room asked, "Is it is it the sale starting now?" No, not yet. It'll be a couple weeks because uh, that's when African American Friday comes around. But uh, we'll be posting, we'll be updating you in every place that we update, including on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, banter time. Karen, did you have any banter to do? Or? No. no. Okay, it's cool. We're not forcing it. Okay, we already know Sierra don't. She don't want all that. <laughs> Um, I'm about to say, I'm about to say I, do, I do have uh, uh, something that we kind of talked about this when we did last week about I would love for there to be achievements for doing like personal achievements for doing adult things. For those of you that don't play video games, particularly if you play like Xbox Live, they have like a set of goals. And as you reach these goals, as you play them, you hear something but like beep, beep. It's like a beep or a ding or something that kind of rings through your speakers to let you know that you got the achievement. And depending on the achievement, it could be five points, 25 points, 150 points to 250. You know, it kind of varies. And I wish in your adult life, if you accomplish something, I wish you could like have an achievement to pop up above your head. <laughs> that let you know that you have accomplished something. And like I said, mine would probably be you got out of bed when your alarm first got off and you didn't have to hit the lot to snooze more than once. That is an achievement for me. <laughs> yeah, I love the Xbox achievements. Um, like, and if you, you know, with Xbox, with Microsoft owning Xbox and Xbox being like this own little system, I have like the app on my phone. I have the stuff on my computer, computer. And I love when I achieve something and the TV makes the sound and then my computer makes the sound and then my watch makes the sound and my phone makes the sound. I'm like, yes, I power washed the shit out of that in Power Wash Simulator or I beat the boss and whatever. And 
if you play video games as much as I do and as in depth as I do, I'm I love when I get a rare achievement where it's like yes. only five percent of people that played this game got this. Yes, and I love it. And uh, we and were, I wish life was like that. Is what I'm saying. Me too. And the thing is, we have different systems, and sometimes I be forgetting everybody ain't like Xbox, and it like sometimes you play stuff. And particularly if you play the same game on multiple systems, you go, oh, I'm supposed to get an achievement. Then you go, oh, yeah. Or either if the achievement pops up, it'll tell you the achievement, but it won't, like, tell you how many points you get anything because it doesn't do, it doesn't keep a track. It doesn't do the same thing that Xbox does. What do you mean multiple systems? Like, like if I, uh, like I play Stardew Valley. Mm -hmm. And if I play, uh, let's say I play Stardew Valley on Xbox, I get an achievement. If I play Stardew Valley on PlayStation, I might not get an achievement. Oh, okay. like, 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 like an achievement might not pop up. Or if it pops up, it's, it's rare. The achievements are harder to get and rare in the mm. other video games. I don't think Nintendo does achievements at all. Right. You know, or if they do, they just tell you something's accomplished. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah. I, I mean, but to your premise of your joke, though, I think uh, the stuff, I would love to see what different people's achievements in life would be. Yeah. You know, like. You didn't call that fuck nigga back. Bloop. 100 points. Come on, bloop. <laughs> you know, just a little you, just a little motivation. Like, oh, you, you, you got your orders to vegetables today. All right. Come on, you unlocked. got that salad. Achievement you, unlocked. You remember to take your medication, but a bloop. Yeah. Yes. I would love that. You, you, you bit your tongue and you didn't cuss that coworker out. Cha-ching. Yeah. Bloop. Um, the only things I had, and they're kind of quick. I'm watching the Twin Flames docu-series on Netflix. Twin Flames is apparently a cult that, allegedly, a cult that popped up in the pandemic. And I don't want to sound insensitive, but you know when someone says that, that means they're about to sound a little insensitive. So I know it sounds insensitive, and I know cults, it can happen to everybody, and that's how they get you is you don't think it can happen to you, and blah, blah, blah. I get all that. I get all that. But... These niggas was in a cult on Zoom. Oh, Zoom. Yes, Zoom. Like, they only met in person three times. Wow. Hey, man, you can't cult me in no shit I can log out of. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. No fucking way. Mm. You can't, You. I'm not letting you mind control me if I can mute you. I'm sorry. And yes, they were. Okay, it was two blacks. I counted. And the one black, I'm not even really counting because she just worked there. She was like, yeah, girl, I I knew I wasn't going to find my twin. So the thing is, the twin flames, their whole thing is, we going to help you find your soulmate and be happy with your soulmate. And so nobody you, can guarantee that. You come here and we guarantee it. We guarantee it. You come here uh, with your boo, with your current person you're interested in. We going to coach you through just and they kept it was very inappropriate lots of like sex talking stuff we're gonna make you sexy then they made people gain weight by food which is a weird one because normally cults make you lose a lot of weight right this was a cult that made you gain a lot of weight and he talked about how i mean you're on zoom he still liked his wife because she was fat even though she got got fat while they were married and he used those words not me um but anyway my point being I feel sorry for the people because I think the pandemic and loneliness. Yes, was at an all-time high. At, yeah. And that connection. Mm-hmm. And I think also, as something I'll keep pointing out, and I know people think 
not people a person that wrote that one star review was like you're obsessed with twitter but i this electronic communication shit it's it it's got things it can do to us that we have not truly studied or thought about yet correct and we always finding some new shit out like wait you can be in a cult you ain't even met the motherfuckers yes yes and that's what happened through zoom and so that's why this story interested me so much but there were so many times where like people were doing stuff and i'm like you couldn't just not talk to these motherfuckers no more they can't like like one person talked about leaving the cult and because because it's not in person she was like so i blocked so and so and that was the first person i blocked then i blocked this person and then i blocked this other person and then i blocked and i was like oh that's right yeah that's not like the 70s where like you were worried about them kidnapping you or like how i'm gonna get out of this commune all you had to do was go outside touch grass you was out the cult you Mm -hmm. done achievement unlocked cult left cult bloop and so it was just kind of wild to me and i'm at the part near the i'm at the end i think the third episode and they had some people who transitioned uh, their bodies like like you're like they told these people like you're a trans man you and, and they got top surgery and everything so did but they come let me tell you why because I, I got the same questions as you but i have the answers because i watched it okay so the first thing is you're going maybe these people were trans and this is their way that the even though they're a cult they supported the people through their transition turns out the system that they believed in that they promoted everything around was masculine matching feminine energy and what happened is a lot of men that originally were the twin flame of some woman who was in this cult were like ah, fuck this i'm out even if they were like a bad man they were like i don't want these motherfuckers telling me what to do and so the men left and the women stayed but what happens is now you got a cult full of women who are looking for men to be their twin flames and you ain't got a bunch of men matter of fact when most people come to the cult they come because they're in a relationship so you're not having an influx of single dudes or whatever so what they did instead of being like this doesn't work or we got to wait on a man to show up or when you meet a new man bring them in no 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 they said uh your soulmate is already here they're one of the other women here but everybody's, of course, like, but you said it's masculine, feminine energy. So who's the masculine energy? Because y'all are the ones who won't budge on that. Y'all won't say, well, it's just two feminine energies and that's fine. No, they will then go, you're the masculine one, whichever one they pick. And that means you're trans and you need to get surgery and transition and start being going by a different gender. We're going to call you different pronouns. You got to tell your family. That's not how any of this works. And people's whole families were like, what the fuck are y'all doing? And it wasn't that hateful, bigoted shit of like, I ain't calling you no other pronoun. Like, it was people being like, if that's what's happening, sure. But is that what's happening or is this cult telling you so you won't leave with your money or your work or your possessions? Because there's a difference. It was scary as fuck that it made, like, and there were people that transitioned and you know, and, and and also like the do it under the guise of being pro trans, but you're you're honestly helping make the argument that a lot of the right wing is making, which is that, 
well, people are transitioning because they're being made to. They're being conditioned to. Now, there's other downfalls to that argument. Like, we really should, like, I can understand the argument that we really shouldn't be talking about transitioning as a, it's just a right. It really shouldn't matter what a person's reasonings are. But in this case, this is anti-trans shit disguises pro-trans, which is correct. You'll be the gender we fucking tell you to be if you want to belong. Right. Which is every fucking right wing politicians lie about what transness is. Uh, And so, yeah, man, it was that it was just such a wild documentary. I'm almost done, but I cannot believe that it shit was happening that way and it's all because these motherfuckers couldn't be like we wrong or i guess you you know you don't you don't have a twin flame here it just oh you do have a twin flame and it just happens to be this other woman who's also already here so and there were people that linked up together to be like like there's this one woman who was bi and another woman who i believe was a lesbian and so they were like yeah y'all should be together just because we said that y'all twin flames, we our bad. We thought it was that dude you was with, but it's not no more. Yeah, it was wild, wild documentary. And then the second thing for my banter was uh, I started watching Bass Reeves on Paramount Plus, uh, starring David Oyolowo. Um, It's cool so far, but um, one he got super ripped to do this role which is interesting because i i don't think you have to be ripped to be like a a, a west a, a western lawman but this nigga like i guess bass reeves invented hgh because <laughs> this motherfucker like he's gonna be in a marvel movie I, maybe he gonna take over kang you know i don't know but um the thing that was interesting is that <laughs> in the civil war bass reeves fought for the south mm. he didn't have a choice Okay. Because his master fought for the South. Ah. So he made Bass fight for the South. Right. And the irony of the opening scene uh, is like they're charging against the uh, Northern Army and his master is like, let's go. And he makes, you know, Bass go. And I, I, the height of arrogance of whiteness to take a slave with you into battle with with weapons by the way and the prize for the battle is the slave's freedom and y'all on the other side i can't imagine that level of arrogance i can't imagine like not being afraid or scared they might try to shoot me kill me and then cross over yes that's 100 percent whiteness like no wonder y'all lost you couldn't even fathom like that's that's how you couldn't know they understand. really did not think that black people were human because you can't fathom because you would never do it right if a motherfucker was like let's go fight so i could keep you a slave no white person is signing up for that mm-hmm. y'all motherfuckers stole america from britain just because y'all was like damn it's more land over here than i thought <laughs> a lot of trees you uh, these boy anyway that's my banter it's not even real banter that's just something i noticed that was wild no problem all right let's get into some news All right, 
Um, more Kiki Palmer stuff is coming out. Okay, what happened? Um, just, just back and forth stuff. The first thing is um, uh, Kiki Palmer gave him gave Darius Jackson a lot of chances a source told people she gave him a lot of chances to do the right thing Kiki tried so hard to have an amicable split in arrangement in custody she needed to prioritize her safety and the safety of the baby she wants the best for Leo she did not want it to get to this point but she did what she had to do a source told people I don't know who the source is but um I mean I think it's implied in the fouling of the fact that it happened uh, enough times it it feels like something you do when you're trying even now trying not to get the police involved mm-hmm. like you're trying to get the custody stuff done but you're not trying to it seems press charges right because um, you just want to quote unquote get through the process and be over with right and I'm just prepared mm-hmm. for the idea that at some point I don't know when but I, I and I hope I'm wrong but I feel like same thing happened with Megan Thee Stallion it doesn't have to make sense there will just be people that feel like they need to take a side against her somehow. And it'll be debated in public opinion, uh, the court of public opinion. And we'll see. Cause like I said, people love the idea of any black man saying, I'm trying to see my kid. They don't care what, what he does or has done right. or what he's currently doing. It's always like, he wants to see his kid. That's what's wrong with these women and especially black women. They blah, blah, blah. Um, and then of course, it's never one-sided in that the the other person is alive. Darius Jackson is alive. Yes, they he are. He gonna have his say, too. Mm-hmm. And I know for Troy, um, what's his name? Tory, Tory Lanez. For Tory Lanez. His shit never made sense, but it didn't matter. Mm-mm. People it, just it wanted to sense. believe Correct. that he, whatever he said was right and whatever Megan Stallion said was wrong. And maybe it wasn't everybody, but it was enough people, enough movers and shakers to keep that shit going forever, you know? Um, that being said, Darius Jackson denies abuse allegations. He shares an audio file of Kiki Palmer's mother threatening him with he might get a bullet put in his head. Um, so I haven't heard this audio, but I'll try to play it for everybody. Um, and then we'll talk about it because I haven't heard it yet. Where's my baby? You better, you better watch out. You might get a bullet in your motherfucker, you motherfucker. Where's my baby? You better, that's the audio, and then there's a screenshot of a text. I don't know who's who's it from exactly. I think uh, maybe his mom. Let me make sure. Yeah, the couple's mothers. Okay, so it's from his mom to Kiki Palmer's mom. And the text is, hello, Sharon. How are you? This is obviously from his mom. I have tried not to get involved in my son's personal business, but I heard that you are going to put a bullet in my son's head. Three question marks. Well, then now we have to involve the authorities because you don't respect or value yourself. And I can see no my son's life. You have you might have to kill all of us. I will file a police report on you. Now, obviously, context matters here. If Sharon Keith Palmer is responding. Sharon Kiki Palmer's mom is responding to your son beat hit my daughter and says, I might put a bullet in your head. To me, I'm taking that different than if she just called him out of nowhere and said, I'm gonna hit put a bullet in your head. Like, just trying to keep it reasonable and rational at right. what must have happened. 
the order of events matters here. And if you're only now showing up, now who knows what happened before this exchange, but if you're just now showing up to be like, you ain't going to threaten my son, where the fuck were you when he was putting his hands on my daughter? On the mother of his child. Now you want to come in and get, I try not to get involved, then stay uninvolved, motherfucker. Uh, but yeah, Sharon said, please do not contact me with this ridiculous childish behavior. Your son choked his own sister. Deal with his anger issues. If he attacks my daughter in her own where she pays the bills, he is trespassing. Anything can't happen, so he should stay away. You should be very ashamed to have raised a man who fights women. So that's the the, the end of that, uh, what's been shared today. So, But yeah, it's just, like, I, it's going to get ugly. And I know, I yeah, listen, I didn't think... Does. I didn't think it was fucking possible for people to think Sierra was doing something wrong to future. And yet I know there's still people to this day that hate Russell Wilson and claim like she fucked up leaving future future, even though he had cheated and had multiple babies out, you know, with other women and shit during that. Like they're somehow in their minds, that's, they think they're looking at it completely fair. Like they, they, I could never convince those people that, hey man, you don't see the bias in your stance right here, that someone should have to put up with all that shit because you like a nigga's music, like right. that. And I think I, the thing that did, that that Kiki probably has going for her is this dude ain't nobody. He doesn't make anything yet, so people could hide behind like I'm just a fan of Tory Lane's music. I'm just a fan of Future's music since they don't know him like that maybe i hope i'm i hope i'm i hope this is what happens maybe people won't try to turn it into a he got a point type of thing but i don't know a lot of that shit is about the trauma people have with their own like custody situations and uh-huh. baby mama and right. they really just these people are avatars for that yeah and they're projecting you know it's a lot of projecting it's a lot of hurt and pain and anger that you're spewing out quote unquote picking sides about people that you do not know yeah so anyway um very ugly situation and probably just gonna get worse yep um senator tim scott is dropping out of the 2024 gop presidential race it doesn't even seem like he really informed his like it came as a surprise to his own campaign folks Oh, they ain't know they showed up and like, you know, let's go. One campaign worker told the Associated Press that campaign staff found out Scott was dropping out by watching the show <gasps> when he did Sunday Night in America. So he didn't even prepare them and be like, I'm just letting y'all know I'm going on. And when I go on, that's going to be it. Right. And I think I know why. I think he did all this to flex that he had a white woman. Uh-huh, and I don't, maybe it's just me on the outside looking in. I think he was, that's some staffer that he was like, we go together or go with the flow. And it wouldn't surprise me, in the next month or two, you're going to hear they ain't not even together anymore because I don't think it's a real relationship. The white lady? Yep, I don't think it's real. I mean, listen, uh, I don't think any black Republicans ran for president with a white wife. Like, people don't understand the nuance of my point about this. They think I'm saying he was flexing having a white wife and they're like, don't all the black Republicans have white wives? A lot of them do. You're mm-hmm. not wrong. Right. But they can't run for president. Like, you can have a white wife or you can run for president. You can't now, if you want to run for president, you got to have a black wife or you better be single. Because America don't, the, that type of America don't like that. 
And so, you know, you got to pull out a Candy Carson or something. So for Tim to be like, I'm running, and then be like, also my woman is white, he broke a glass ceiling. Now, he broke it with tap dancing shoes, but he broke that shit. <laughs> so, you know, he'll be getting his Black History Month, uh, you know, respect for breaking uh, the color barrier. The interracial color barrier. Apparently so. The loving day color barrier for Republicans. Um, that being said, I do have the audio of how he talked about, you know, dropping out. Playing field is magnificent, man. Snow bunnies everywhere now. You know what I'm saying? I just, I, I feel like sometimes <laughs> I'm, I'm on a ski trip and because I'm, I'm, I ain't never pulled so many before. You know, it's like I'm, I go to the, to the, these clubs down here in downtown and I was, it's like snow bunny heaven, you know, blonde hair, brunette hair. Hey, sometimes I go for the freaky one, the purple blue, you know, hair. I, I like the, well, the Caucasian girls. They, hey, they like to fill on me. I like to fill on them. Double D's. Hey, that's what it is. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Tim Scott. You know, I didn't. Didn't see it coming that way, but uh, I got to respect it. You know, that's a man that know what he want and uh, <laughs> said what he said and <laughs> ran, a, ran a good campaign. Uh, <laughs> the Supreme Court says it's adopting a code of ethics for the first time. We don't believe you. Well, the problem isn't whether or not they're adopting a code of ethics. The problem is there's no enforcement in the code of ethics correct so what happens when you when you overstep right who's gonna hold you accountable who's gonna enforce these things what you gonna shame each other right because i just feel like we're gonna be like oh clarence thomas you shouldn't have took that trip that's against the code of ethics he's gonna be like you're right (laughs) and i think that's just gonna i think that's gonna be the whole fucking thing is okay Note it. Um, yeah. So I don't know that a code of ethics is really going to change a goddamn thing. All of them agreed. But once again, what happens when you don't do it? Right. Um. So, yeah, it's, they said it reads like a more more like a friendly suggestion than a binding enforceable guideline. Right. Because it's not binding nor enforceable. Yeah. And I guarantee if they put some teeth in it, you know, because. It wouldn't. Everybody wouldn't have signed it. Right. It is. It's, it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. There's no no agreement that everybody would have signed that is worth a damn. The only way you know this shit is worth a damn is if certain justices are like, whoa, 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 hold on now. I don't know if I'm gonna sign that. <laughs> that's when we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> if Clarence Thomas says fuck that, that's when I'm like, yep, yep. Y'all sign that one right away. You don't want to do that right but yeah well it's not it doesn't seem very enforceable so Mm -hmm. we'll see um how about this jennifer hudson confirmed she's in a very happy relationship with common okay yeah the common done been around community dick that's what common stand you can't spell community dick without common okay yeah, he has dated a lot of different women over over the course of his career. Yeah, he's like the he's like an older Lori Harvey, you know. Yes. Uh, he, everything y'all say about Lori, he does. He does the same thing. Y'all, Common is the actual person that that y'all think Lori is. Uh, but yeah, you know, good for her. You know, uh, 
she getting a turn, you know, hopefully one of these days he'll be able to understand that until he closes his legs and puts on some something other than them gray jogging pants, no one's going <laughs> to respect you. <laughs> Nobody's going to respect you. You giving the dick away for free, okay? Who going to buy the bull when the dick is free? <laughs> Think about it, Common. Think about it. <laughs> I just want you to respect yourself. All right. Uh, he ain't been the same since Erica Badu turned him out. No, he is not. Uh, DoorDash warns that you may get your food a little cold if you don't tip. Uh, so the way DoorDash works, people know if they're getting tipped, what the tip is before they take the order. Now, it's been this way the whole time from my understanding. Nothing is changing. DoorDash is just openly letting you know in an attempt, veiled attempt, they'll kind of threaten you into doing the right thing. Now, why people don't tip the delivery people, I I have my suspicions on what they would say, which is they already charged me $5 to deliver it. But you know that that $5 doesn't go to the actual driver in that case. Which is shit. I hear you. Yeah, but we know what it that. is. Right. This is, like, this is like making an argument at a restaurant. I shouldn't tip the waiter because the restaurant should be paying the waiter. We agree. But the waiter ain't being paid, so what are we doing tonight? Right. Tonight we're tipping. Um, I think it is bold that people have been not tipping just because I wouldn't fuck around with my food like that. Me either. Because y'all, y'all being late and cold is just one bad thing that could happen to your non-tipping ass. You know, like just showing up with only half the fries there is is another one. You know, the motherfuckers <laughs> being like, I ain't, I don't remember if they had a drink or not. Fuck them, you know. <laughs> and also, when you tip, particularly if you're a generous tipper, a lot of times you're at the top of the list. A lot of times we get our, depending on who the driver is, we get our food quicker and faster. Sometimes, you know, Sometimes, I can never yes. know for sure, but right, depend on the driver. I tip, you know, I, t- I always tip a little bit above the suggestion. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm doubling it or nothing, you know. Um, and of course, like the logistics are different because. At a restaurant, I tip, definitely you want to tip based on what you bought, how much it cost, and how much preparation and time it takes, blah, blah, blah. But it's weird with a restaurant because, like, you kind of need to take into account the distance. Like, if Chipotle is right up the street, $5 is not an insult. That person just made $5 in five minutes. Like, easiest $5 they're going to make. But if, like, the Chipotle is across town, burritos still cost the same, but maybe I would want to tip a little bit more than five for that one. Right. Because, you know, that, that motherfucker got to drive 40 minutes to get to me, and that $5 for 45 minutes might not hit the same, you know? It's a lot of logistics. And at the end of the day, if you really are so offended by this shit, you can always, A, not even use the app. Call a restaurant. Right. Go eat in. Yeah. Get takeout. Order takeout. Yeah. And I, I do it sometimes myself. Yeah. And a lot more of even a lot of the larger chains, even though they're on these apps, a lot of them are creating their own apps, doing specials that they only run in their apps that you can only get if you use their, you know, their apps and things like that, kind of putting away for the fees and the charges. And depending on the size of the business, you have some smaller business, they're not even on the app. And for some of them, if they are, they're like it's almost like a spoof it's almost like they're on the app but they didn't authorize to be on the app and like somebody else would actually put them on the app and then you call so you make an order on the app then somebody else actually calls the restaurant to place the order on their behalf which i think that shit should be illegal because if i'm not on your app i shouldn't be on your app right 
Um, so yeah, uh, I'm not. I I, I think it's kind of weird that they low key threatened everybody mm-hmm. with this. I guess they got. But I guess it's tired it's really people not tipping. For me, it's really making people aware of something they. Sh- I can't believe everyone didn't know. Like, I wonder how many people think it's a shitty app because their food doesn't come that fast, and it's because you've never tipped. You're, and you're right. just like, I don't even know what the big deal is about DoorDash. I, my food always get that hour late. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you ever wonder why it's an hour late? You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. Um, all right. Uh, another thing, Whoopi Goldberg, problematic fave. Show why she's problematic today. She criticized millennials again after receiving backlash for suggesting they have poor work ethic. If you want a house, you can't work a four-day work week. Uh, so last Thursday, she mentioned that she that she had drawn complaints from millennials from her earlier remarks criticizing their work ethic. Um, women, when we were kids, there was a standard women had to follow. You were a parent, you became a parent, and you worked. I never knew women who did not work. That's why I have an interesting time when we talk about millennials. They're very pissed at me right now, the young people. Young people need to know it's hard. It's always been hard. It will always be hard. That's the nature of moving forward. You all, you're always moving through something. You're always trying to get where you need to be. I just want you to be realistic and understand. If you want a house, you can't work a four-day work week. You have to work longer than that. Uh, if you're not aware, during Wednesday's episode of The View, the co-host engaged in a discussion about the reasons why millennials are postponing parenthood. I'm sorry every generation comes and wants to do better than their parents did, but I'm sorry if you only want to work four hours, it's going to be harder for you to get a house. I feel for everybody that feels this, but I'm sorry. We busted our behinds. We had to bust our behinds because we didn't have the option of going back. We had all kinds of stuff. Yeah, this sounds like somebody's completely out of touch with what the millennials are actually dealing with. <laughs> like the 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 shit when you was a chat younger, that shit is quadruple in price. It ain't the fucking same. You are talking about people that have went to school, got a job, and their job is not promising what they were promised. You have people that are graduating with a uh, hundred something, two hundred fifty, you know, five hundred thousand dollars, sometimes more, in fucking student loan debt. You have people, you know, you have a whole generation that were promised some of the things that you had. They were promised these things, and they don't. You have a system that was che- that has changed. You know, years ago I had a Pell Grant. Years ago, the Pell Grant covered like up to eighty, eighty almost almost all of your student loan you know means almost all of your 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 tuition uh, tuition now you know how much it pays about 25 percent is a big motherfucking difference so you know you're talking to a generation that is strapped with a whole lot of motherfucking debt they're goddamn drowning in it and it's very insulting to them from from their perspective some old fuddy-duddy who has not experienced that to turn around and tell them that they're goddamn lazy you're talking about the generation that's the side hustle generation you talk about the generation that works two and three jobs. You talk about the generation that works 40 hours a week. They DoorDash. They turn around. They Grubhub. They turn around. They Uber Eats. They turn around. Any spare time they got, they motherfucking hustling for something. You talk about every time you turn around, a whole generation now, ooh, motherfucking, you you, you, you don't have anything. You, 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 you get to the point where everything is, how can I make more money? How can I make more money? They literally are stressing themselves to death trying to make money, trying to make ends meet. You can't get a house. If you get a house, guess what? You got to have motherfucking um, 
uh, roommates now. It ain't like it used to be. I can't just go get something by myself. You have a whole generation now who got to stay at home with their parents and be on their insurance to their motherfucking 30 almost. It's not a choice. You know, you got a generation. They have to delay this because you know what? Now I have $50,000 worth of debt. Guess what I don't want to bring children into this? Guess what I don't want to have a mate? And strapped in with my debt. Guess what? I now I'm feeling inadequate. You know, inadequate. You know, so it's one of those things where you don't know what you're talking about in this particular situation. Blaming the children on something that's beyond their control. This is something that this is what the generation now they're inheriting our problems, our problems that we didn't address and we thought was a joke, and the government poo-pooed on them, and didn't take care of universal health care, you know, did, 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 didn't do these things, and you told this generation, who uh, for a lot of them depend on when they graduated from school, graduated in their fucking recession! So they graduated and they couldn't find a job, bitch! So what are you talking about? Well, I agree with everything you just said. Also, I would add, millennials aren't children. So we're actually talking about adults now. And uh, it reminds me of this book that I read, uh, Poorly Understood, What America Gets Wrong About Poverty. And it's mostly almost like a textbook. It's just, but I, in a good way, in that they back up everything they say with data. And it's about the myths of poverty and, and so many cultural myths are such confirmation bias. And it's not just conservatives, not just white people, black people. People buy into the myths when they feel like it. And anecdotally is what they go to. They because they, it's never evidence. It's it must be your attitude, you know. And in some ways, I can understand what she's saying because pragmatically, I see. I I am of Gen X, so pragmatic. You always gonna get me with the pragmatic shit because I'm like, yeah, I can see what you're saying. And if your thing is, look, man, it's going to be hard for y'all. It ain't getting better. And if you want to do these things, it's just going to fuck you up. And you're going to have to deal with it being fucked up. And it was fucked up for us, too. And they're right. It wasn't perfect. If you go back and look statistically, almost, I forget the exact numbers, but um, uh, most people at some point uh, experience poverty. Yes. Most of us have it when we're children now think about your parents may shield you from that but think about what that means if you experienced poverty when you were a child that means when your parents chose to have you it put them in the bracket of poverty right meaning having children is one of the biggest risk factors for poverty now, kids know more, younger people know more, adults our age know more. A lot of that's from the social media and the internet and all this stuff. A lot of that is from, um, you, know, you know, the fact that we can educate ourselves more and stuff. But part of knowing more is that it affects your decisions. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have kids because they just didn't know how bad it could be or that it would be too bad. And they're like, it'll work out somehow. Right. So hopefully the government's safety nets do something. But when you have a society that has let conservatives win and cut the underpinnings of uh, the social safety net via, you know, conservative politics, you make people not want to have kids. And what do they do to offset that? They don't go, well, how can we help people with Planned Parenthood? How can we help people with uh, government subsidies that feed families? No, they go cut all that shit off 
and don't let them have abortions. That's their answer to making America have more kids. It's not let's make it a place where having a child doesn't send you on a spiral to poverty. Right. It's let's do, you know, whatever. And the other part of it is part, like I said, I can understand. And because we talked about this last week with, or a couple weeks ago with the woman who was like, why didn't my job like come check on me and all this stuff. I do understand part of Whoopi's thing, which is like life is fucked up and they're not coming to help you. So y'all gonna have to make a way out of some way because that's better if you've been waiting for like america to give a fuck they never will agree and you're america too so you either gotta like vote some people in and shit if you feel like waiting on all that you gotta like go through that process but like you're not gonna be able to complain your way into them doing the right thing because they just don't right but she didn't say that she turned to a work at the thing and then the last thing i'll say for you know try move on or whatever um everybody does this and i mean everybody i saw this thing yesterday and i was thinking about it it was this person that said she tweeted something about how like her father paid for like his mom's mortgage his his wife and family's mortgage and half of her rent and that's you know that's what men do da 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 right and then of course everybody in the replies are like yeah these men ain't shit these men don't do that no more da 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 and i said oh, isn't that interesting same argument is like whoopi goldberg it's the same argument these men just don't care they obviously have enough money to do this fuck inflation fuck employment fuck any of that fuck the student loan stuff when it comes to like men versus women or dating people turn into some capitalistic assholes real fast every poverty myth they believe it it's just you don't want it bad enough that's why you ain't got the money you 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 just don't want to have the money for a 200 dollar date it can't be that you don't have it or that you know that's not reasonable or whatever it's just a you not a and 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 if you don't have the money it reflects poorly on your class and sophistication and your education and your and all, and all this stuff so we all have these moments of the of like choosing to believe the anecdotal thing rather than look at the macro of like look at all these trends look at everything we've lost as a country social safety nets uh you know the 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 fucking subprime lending uh grift that destroyed so much wealth in this country you know um the the banks literally cheating on these loans and shit and getting penalties of of paying the government money but it didn't make these people right it didn't make it didn't it didn't fix the credit of the communities they destroyed right um so it's that kind of stuff that doesn't get talked about when we don't feel like talking about it but it's it counts for everything it can't only count when you want it to count and so i i I find you know you know me i'm always thinking a little tangential a little outside the box i i connected those two things in my mind when when i saw him i said oh you sound like whoopi yeah the men just don't want it anymore no the men don't have what they had the same way you don't have what you would have had 30 years ago Mm-mm. And you're also talking about a generation now that's averaging less than their parents. Like, yeah. you know, and people aren't talking about that part mm-hmm. either. 
you know, you're talking about a generation now where, like I said, they were promised if they go to school and do the right thing and get in this debt, they would get in a job. But you do the right thing and get a job and get out. And the jobs is like, no, bitch, you start at the bottom like everybody else making, you know, less than $20 an hour. But you got, I got a degree and they go, fuck you and your degree. This is what we paying you. And then you wonder why they're mad and they're, they're upset. One in four U.S. medical students consider quitting. And most don't plan to treat patients. A new report on how medical students view the future of their careers has found that a quarter of aspiring physicians in the U.S. say they are considering quitting their studies, with many expressing concerns about their mental health and how they can how they can find a study life balance. Um, this is another thing, too, because this is generational. Um, whenever you're blaming a generation for a lack of whatever you want them to have mentally as a group, understand that we're their parents. Right. Isn't it's it's us. So if you got a problem with Gen Z, you got a problem with really Gen X. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got a problem with millennials, then you really have a problem with, you know, the boomers or whoever raised them, you know, whatever Gen if that was Gen X, then you know, that's the problem. Like it's cause we're the ones instilling this stuff. And I think every generation instills the things in the next generation that they didn't have. And it's a course correction and normally an overcorrection, but all of them come with consequences. Mm-hmm. No one is immune to consequences. Our generation likes to think we're better and perfect parents, but you know, who's going to be the judge of that? The kids. Yes, they are. So the same way that y'all think y'all parents got it wrong or they did too much or they, you don't like this thing about that generation. Fine. So you raise your kids, you never hit them. That's fine. Um, your kids are still going to think y'all are fucked up somehow because you were the adults and the parents and you're going to get blamed. And also, on the top of that, whatever you don't like about your kids, you did it. You don't like participation trophies? Kids don't give themselves trophies. We do. They sure don't. You, you know, you think they, they, you think they care about their feelings too much and they soft? We made them soft. We, they don't, oh, they should have went outside to touch grass? We told them to stay inside. We were scared. We say, oh, you're not going to be like me. I was a latchkey kid. Yep. And you wrapped them all you gonna, in the house. Yeah. You, I'm going to make sure you, I'm in the house, you in the house mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And then you look up at 30, you're like, why the fuck you still in the house? Nigga, you did this. Right. So if you think like kids don't value being tough and making it through medical school and sacrificing their their their, their mental health for either the prestige of a degree or just the stick to itiveness of like, I'm going to finish it out understand that that's because we told them it's okay and also this is i might be wrong but my opinion is a lot of them seen how the medical field was treated during the pandemic and a lot of them volunteered their time and their services even though they were undergrad and all that stuff they might not have quote unquote been in the front line but a lot of them was in these hospitals and out here assisting with operations and shit and they seen these people cussing them out as they took their last breath they seen people spitting at them they seen people fighting them the number one podcast they, telling them they liars and shit that you know they 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 seen you know the vaccine coming out and people fighting them and arguing with them against science and the shit that they went to school for and a lot of them reevaluated that shit and a lot of them are like the fuck am I doing here when I get out? Nobody's going to appreciate the work that I'm doing. All this prestige shit ain't going to mean nothing when you're going to put me beside a dumbass and actually tell us to talk to each other and call that good TV and call that a, a, an intellectual conversation. I think the kids coming out now 
are going to be a lot more like our generation, Gen X, than people expect. While everybody's shitting on us for being the absent generation or blah, blah, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that's fine. Leave us alone. But those the new kids, I think, are going to be a course correction from the always content generation, which is millennials and Gen Z. Everything is, you can let's make a TikTok, it. let's make a live, let's document this. And I, you know, anecdotally speaking, you know, because I'm talking about like my niece and stuff like that. Yeah, but a, lot of, a lot of kids I see now, they not really trying to be online sharing everything. Mm-hmm. Like, like they might be online looking at stuff, but they're not so interested in like, let's make everything in the content. It's right. They're, they're kind of turning, at least the ones I know in my personal life. They're a little bit more like, I don't want to be on the internet. It's like they've seen the Me Too movement of the internet. They've seen canceling. They've seen dragging. They've seen uh, what happens when people make very human mistakes. I'm not talking about people making like the worst thing in the world or just starting, but like things we could do at 13 because only the people that immediately saw it would ever know, they can't. You know, that yeah. that joke I made when I was whatever age, they can't do that because let's say that kid turns out to be somebody later and they go, Oh, okay. Let's look at your tweets from when you're 13. Yeah. NBA team just drafted you the biggest night of your life. Uh, what the fuck did you mean by this when you were 12? Right. That's what we're talking about. When John Morant got in trouble, people went and found posts from when he was a child, a fucking almost a baby. And like, see, we should have known like, this is, these kids are, they're going to have a completely different mentality, I think, than the generations before them. And I don't think people see it coming yet. They, you know, yeah. the, the, but they will soon. Hey, but you know who see it coming? Social media sites. Because a lot of them are like, hey, dog, these young people dropping off. They canceling their accounts. They not re-upping. Yeah. They was like the average age of the person that's getting older. We're not, we're not putting in young people. Because like you say, it's a generation now. Not trying to find this generation didn't have a choice. Cameras were turned on there whether they want them to be and or we, not. We told these kids their feelings should matter because we didn't think ours did. Ours didn't matter enough. So now it's your turn. We want your feelings to matter. I'll never raise my kid feeling like they, they you know, they should just get over it and all this stuff. And so, yeah, we got a generation where one in four students is like, mm-mm. And I think the other thing we can't forget, medical school has always been tough. People have always wanted to quit. Right. So it's not necessarily like a huge crisis in that no one's ever wanted to quit medical school. I think the difference might be these kids might quit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like we, we'll see what the numbers say eventually. But I think the difference is like where our generation and the, the ones before us were in the you need to push through it. I could definitely see this generation being like, push through it for what? More medical, more debt and malpractice lawsuits? I'm good. Right. And, you know, you're also talking to a generation now where you're kind of several generations into them watching people now want their student loan debt washed and things like that. And they're like, hmm. I can stop now, not get a degree, pay this off a lot quicker than if I push through this. Stu- they said um, among those surveyed medical students, uh, among the surveyed medical students, 60% said they were concerned about their mental health. 69% said they were concerned about their income. 63% expressed concerns about experiencing burnout. And 60% were worried about how clinician shortages would affect them. 
So our, everything we brought up, including the pandemic stuff, because a lot of shortages happened then. Mm-hmm. Overall, 12% of medical students around the world said they were considering quitting their studies. Among U.S. students, the percentage more than doubled to 25%. More than half of medical and nursing students, 58%, said they viewed their current studies as a stepping stone to careers in healthcare that don't involve treating patients. Yeah, a lot of them are starting to go into administration. Like, you have people that were doctors. A lot of them left and was like, I'm going to start my own thing. I'm I'm, I'm going to do shit online. Like, they was like, fuck this, because the general public was ass to them during this pandemic, and people have not forgotten. Yeah. So I, I found it to be a pretty interesting study, um, and uh, that's why I wanted to share with everybody. Um Let's move on to another segment. Um, I guess we should do maybe fucking with black people. Yeah, how about we do that? Fucking with black people. Fucking with black people. Fucking with black people. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com all right fucking with black people time ramona singer tries to downplay her use of the n-word while practically using the slur ramona singer uh is a real housewife of new york city uh it was in response to a vanity fair expose about bravo and her alleged racism um man i wish ray sonny was here to tell us who this woman is because right. i don't know shit about her Ooh. She says, and the word I used was N-word, not N-G dot dot dot. Mm. Bravo didn't return page six request for comment. Uh, So I guess the feature included interviews with fellow housewives such as Ebony K. William and Leah McSweeney. It alleged that Singer had used the N-word in conversation with a black crew member during production in season 13. Her alleged use of the racial slur became a complaint within Shed Media, Warner Bros, Discovery, Bravo, and NBC Universal. But Singer denied use saying the term, and an internal investigation was inconclusive. Williams, who was the first black housewife, I guess Ebony K. Williams, uh, to appear on the NYC franchise, also claimed in the expose that Singer, 66, has stated that most black people don't have present fathers while participating in a training call with two racial justice representatives, as well as a publicist from Bravo and a communications expert for NBC Universal. What if they don't have a father? What? Why can't I say that, Singer said. Most of them don't. The network publicist, who was also black, informed Singer that she has a father, but the housewife said she read a study that confirmed that most black children do not. McSweeney corroborated Williams' account. Uh, the training included open dialogue. Singer told Vanity Fair in response to the allegation. In that spirit, I asked a question about a statistic I read about single-parent households where children where single-parent households were statistically less likely to succeed than two-parent households. Page Six also exclusively reported in 2021 that Singer allegedly said, this is why we shouldn't have black people on the show. In reference to Williams after Luanne de Lesseps, 
uh, kicked the attorney out of her home. Singer denied the story at the time, telling us it was a terrible lie. However, Vanity Fair also reported a similar story, but added that Singer went one step further and purportedly said, this is going to ruin our show. Singer denied the incident again, adding in an email to the magazine. In fact, I supported adding diverse cast members well before Ebony was added. Singer is slated to appear at BravoCon, uh, I guess that weekend that they did this article. All right, Karen, zero to five. Zero to 100? I mean, zero to 100. Sorry, I made a mistake. <laughs> oh, no problem. I, was, I, was, I got to get some I made a mistake music for the show. <laughs> it tickled me every time. Uh, I'm going to give it a 75. Uh, the reason why it's not getting a hundred, cause I don't know who this woman is, Woo! Mm. but I'm giving it a 75 cause the things you described was very, very fucked up. Yeah. I give it a 75 as well. The reason I don't give it a hundred is mostly because I'm having this issue with this type of reality TV where, I truly do not fully understand the point. We are putting garbage people on TV and telling them to be garbage people. We're rewarding them for being garbage. Like, please be garbage. That's what the fuck we filming. We don't want you being uplifting and positive. That's boring. And then we're like, but find the line. Find the perfect line of problematic but non-truly offensive but also continuing to keep our blood curdling enough that we will keep hate watching you. And it's apparently a little difficult. It is very Every difficult. once in a while, one Somebody of these motherfuckers is going to cross a line that we as a society go, why they do that? And you know why they did that? Because they get paid to do that. And I think the same thing happened with Erica Mena, mm-hmm. where I'm like, yeah, it's disgusting, but it's a whole motherfucking complex. She didn't just walk in the room and randomly say something. Mm-hmm. No. They went and found a person who would say some trash shit and went, yeah, say the trashiest shit you can think of. And then when she did it, they went, oh, not that, not that trash. Because we would never support that. Keep the cameras rolling. You know? So that's why it's a 75. Because I feel like it's bigger than her. Uh, but at the same time, it's reality TV. And what can I say? I mean, people going to watch it i'm not trying to down like Mm-mm. no one would be racist if not for reality tv it's not not saying that's just Mm-mm. this is kind of like going to an nba game and being mad somebody got fouled you're like mm. oh they're gonna get fouled now someone is gonna this, listen yeah. we went to watch an nfl game someone getting a concussion yes they are the fda plans to issue a ban on hair straightening chemical products the U.S. Food and Drug Administration intends to suggest a prohibition on specific hair straightening items, including chemical relaxers and pressing products. According to a spokesperson, Courtney Rhodes, the agency is preparing to introduce a regulation banning hair straightening products that include formaldehyde and other substances such as methylene or glycol, glycol. If the regulation is passed, the FDA will welcome a public input, will welcome public input on it. Following the review of these comments, the agency will determine whether additional measures will be required. Based on the comments, we might decide to end the rulemaking process to issue a new proposed rule or to issue a final rule. If we decide to issue a final rule, we publish the, fi- we publish the final rule in the Federal Register. Uh, the FDA is likely to mention that stra- hair straightening chemical products have been associated with short term health effects. This includes sensation, sensation reactions and respiratory issues. Additionally, the regulation may emphasize these chemicals are used to specific comic- cosmetic products for human hair. 
For quite some time, scientists have observed a correlation between hair straightening chemical products and the development of specific hormone-related cancers. These include ovarian and breast cancers, which, with an emphasis on their prevalence among black and Latina women. Studies indicate that approximately 50% of products marketed to black women contain these chemicals, in contrast to about 7% of the products targeting, targeted at white women. I, I just have a bunch of questions. Okay. If, All right. The, I read the whole article, so the, those were the answers that I have. Just to let you know. Oh, no, no, no problem. No problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I go bet. ahead and do your question thing. I just, yeah. just, if you're waiting on me to come back with the, oh, yeah, oh, no, this is what it was. No, I don't no, know. no, 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 no. Um, I guess my thing is, if you was to ban something about this, what would be the alternatives? Like, like, like that's Like, that's my question. If you make a ban like this, are they just going to come through and just, take away all these products off the shelf just swoop everybody just toss I them out, also wonder like for the people that make the products what does this mean for them uh for the people that use the products obviously you know would you have to switch to a different product right is is this you know will this erase the hair straightening industry i don't think it would because obviously people are going to need to do that but in a business sense are you going to strip the like, are you deciding the winners and losers of the market? Right. Because if you say, hey, this these people can't, or can they just switch the formula? Use a different chemical or something. I don't yeah, know. De- definitely my you question. Know, the other thing is in America, where municipalities are having to pass the Crown Act so black women can go to work with their natural hair. Well, black people, I, I say black women, but yeah. anyone who's wearing locks, anyone who's wearing natural hairstyles, you're considered somehow not business appropriate well when i have even less resources to do this what are you really saying like are you may actually be fucking with some people's livelihoods because this is a fucked up country like unless we get a federal crown act i don't know what you what you're really saying for these people when you say hey hair straightening for your health we're trying to help you and, and i believe them i fully believe them yeah, and I, yeah. I, I trust that the fda is doing this because there's some health effects i think if you black you're brown black women your whole life you've heard these things you just no one's done the study or it's all been correlation but it's never been like anything conclusive so i respect and understand all that i just wonder what the impact is going to be on the community financially and uh, obviously in a racist ass society where you, you motherfuckers been a lot of motherfuckers straighten their hair not because of uh not because of style choice it's because well i can't have a certain type of corporate gig without worrying that i'm gonna hit a glass ceiling because of my fucking hair agreed and it's it's a catch-22 because it's one of those things where a lot of these chemicals probably should have been banned like decades ago probably because this is this is this right here is probably not a new finding this is just somebody black or somebody that cared actually got the funding and the resources to get to the point that they got the numbers and statistics because most black and brown people know somebody who got relaxes like your whole family somebody has had breast cancer somebody's had ovarian cancer somebody's had cysts on their ovaries somebody's had a full hysterectomy or a partial hysterectomy you know most most black and brown people know somebody in their family or they have like generations of aunts and sisters and cousins and maybe even them themselves they have a lot of times been directly impacted by this and you know 
for some, it's a correlation to it. For some, it's not. But for a lot of people, if you go back in their history, a lot of them have been having relaxes for decades or and stopped or whatever the case may be. Or like me, since you were a child, because it's a lot more easier just to smack relax upside your head than to actually deal with your natural hair. Because most people don't know how to deal with our hair in our natural state, even a lot of black women. Because we just never had to deal, deal with it before. So unless you were raised in the family where they actually, we're natural, this is what we do, and things like that. Most of us, like, it's too much hassle. They act like, they act like you're the problem. They make you feel ashamed. I'm just speaking for sure to make you feel ashamed, like something is wrong with the hair growing out your head. They call you nappy head, kinky. You know, they just don't want to deal with your hair. It's tough, rough, whatever they want to call it, versus people just actually learning how to, you know, deal with it, deal with hair in its natural format. On top of that, you deal with racism. So we were pushed into this because we didn't have a choice and so you know you got people who they're doing this and there's some people who like the sickness of relaxers and there's nothing wrong with that so my thing is if I'm somebody that wants a relaxer and that desires a relaxer and you put this in there what are the alternatives going to be is my hair going to be straight is it going to affect me in a different way that we don't know yet? Like, I have a lot of questions about this, you know, from, you know, just, just from somebody who, who has had relaxers yeah, and we not all got had questions. relaxers. So, you know, I have a, a lot of questions. And, and also the biggest thing, how many black people, how many black women and Latino women are involved in this study, in this survey? How many of them are going to be the ones that are actually going to make these products and, and actually benefit these products? Are you going to have these big companies, Procter & Gamble, and all these people come in here, swoop in, make this shit, and then people here really fall out because they don't give a fuck about what they're putting in here and the chemicals. They're going to be like, well, the FDA said we could use this, 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 and this. Well, I mean... Business wise, I doubt this moves happen. This move happens without the industry titans knowing that it is possible. So I imagine they they are prepared to make sure that their products aren't just off the shelves. So even if they say you can't use these chemicals, there's I just can't imagine in a capitalistic construct like America that motherfucking Procter and Gamble doesn't have some alternative at the ready so that it's not like sorry there's no such thing as just for me anymore it's gonna be just as for me with new improved formula because just i can't see you know and we may find out 20 years from now that the new formula got some shit right but the point being i doubt they go completely like fuck it i guess you just can't get your hair did you know right and i, and I think for a lot of people it kind of sends them into panic mode just across the board and I could see people going, well, this is racist. This is targeted at us and things like that. Is it racist to save black, try to keep black it's, people's health? It's, you know, it's, like, it's, it's not. But I could see a lot of people automatically jump saying something like, yeah, ju absolutely. Ju the taps are going to be on it. Right. Just jumping to that extreme. But my thing is, I truly believe that this is a safety thing. They're going, we're not saying get rid of it. All we're saying is. Take out the shit that's actually affecting well, people. Well, I think you're going to see some black people that will jump on that. You're right. They will be like, it's a, they they just trying to destroy the community and shit. But I don't know. You know. Uh, when there's some black person that cared enough to fucking write the study to push it up to where somebody will actually fucking finally pay attention to it. Because trust, nobody else was doing it. Whoever keeps a, I, I say y'all start saving your bottles now. 
Like go get all the just for it's, me it's, you can get right now. Get and then shoot. when the fucking when the when the when it change, you can be like, I got that old crack, baby. I, I got that cream and crack. I, I got that I got that old shit. I got that cream and crack, baby. Y'all don't talk, don't probably talk about that new format. I got the old that, one. I get you I get you looking looking wavy over here. Just come on through. You ain't got the word, but <laughs> stiff word, okay? <laughs> I'm going to help you with the bayang over here. Don't worry about that. I got that bayang. Yeah, but I'm sure the hotels, they they listen to this podcast upset right now. Wait, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. These Negroes don't know nothing about history. These Negroes don't know. Let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. Coons will be coons. What do you want me to say? That's probably what they think right now. Zero to 100, Karen. I get this one i'm gonna give this one a 75 and the biggest reason why i'm gonna give it a 75 is because i truly think that they already knew years ago that this shit was affecting us in all these ways nobody ever gave a shit enough to actually do the study to find out Mm. Uh, i'm not giving it a hundred because at least now somebody was like hey doll we can't be killing people with this shit and somebody's like, let's let's take this harmful shit off the shelves. They're not saying to get rid of relaxes altogether. All they're saying is the shit that's killing us and causing these issues, we got to take it out of the original formula. And they change formulas all of the time. Yeah, I give it a 50. I definitely feel fucked with on some level, but I also feel like it's ultimately coming from a good place. And, you know, for those who, you know, disagree and don't care about what the formula says and the cancer and all that shit, you know, we won't know for years, really, if this works. We'll see the numbers in the community go down, hopefully. Um, you know, and for the rest of y'all, I know what you're already thinking. Why do you need white man paperwork? Ooh, you bringing up a good thing, baby. When they start making this band, uh, or right before they make this band, man, they're going to clean everybody out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like people going to set their whole paychecks up. They people like, going to be flipping fucking... People going to fl- gonna have all flipping types perms. of... Flipping perms. They going to have all types of tubs and shit. They going to be like $25 a tub. They going to buy them big shits and, and, and give, give give you your uh your creamy crack in, in, in a grease jar. Yeah, they going to be flipping tubs over there. Flipping perms. Mm-hmm. Your perm going to be in a blue magic bottle. They gonna You going to be in an aisle shopping and be like, man, I don't see the old... Where the old shit at? And they gonna be like, psh, psh, hey, psh, I got that creamy crack. Meet me around back. Come here, come here, girl. Yeah, I see it. Mm, your edges. Yeah, come on, come on over to the uh to the car section. Now I got some stashed over there. Mm-hmm. Come, you know what? Come around. Meet me out front. Bring cash, okay? Cash only. I don't do nothing. They, the government ain't tracking me. Yeah, I got you. Okay, you need that blue magic. <laughs> All right, let me move on. <laughs> Guess the race time. What time is it? It's time to guess the race. 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 A drunk Florida man uh, was taken to jail for exposing himself to deputies. Oh. And it was all caught on body camera video. <laughs> 40-year-old Sean Madden 
Uh, got arrested on charges of exposure of sexual organs, assault on an officer, disorderly intoxication, alcohol, and resisting an officer without violence following a confrontation on Sunday in a local neighborhood. Resisting the officer without violence? How yeah. is that possible? You just do, like, you can, I'm not going to let you cuff me or something like oh, that. okay. Um, or in his case, pulling his dick out. <laughs> I mean, nothing make me feel like you resisting <laughs> faster than pulling your dick out. I'm like, yeah, oh. Yeah, that's 100% resistance. I, yeah. Okay, I'm with you on that one. Uh, so they received a report of a man acting belligerent and arguing with a woman in the road. When they arrived, they found a shirtless man, later identified as Madden, acting in an aggressive manner, screaming and threatening to fight deputies. How much have you had to drink? A deputy could be heard asking him in a body cam video. Let's go. Let's go. I'm swinging on everybody, Madden said. Oh, shit. To the deputies. What's going on, bud? Can we talk about it? A deputy asked. Talk about what, Madden said. What did I fucking do? Madden continued, I ain't brandishing shit before dropping his pants down uh, and saying, where's my weapon? It's, he feels like his dick is a weapon. Shortly after the man got on the ground, surrendered deputies, he was taken to the jail and released after posting $2,000 bond. Guess the race of Mr. Uh, Sean Madden. White. Karen is saying white. Um... <laughs> He's alive white, says Corey. <laughs> says cock instead of dick. Peak Florida, Florida uh, white. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Suck my cock, officers. Uh, white. Then he said, I was dating a black chick. Um, that's how you know white people say chick a lot. Uh, white. It looks like everyone's going white. Smaller than average white. As white as the trailer he was fighting in front of. Oh, no. Oh, white. <laughs> the correct answer is white. And that's his picture there. Oh, my God. Why does he look like he's an elf? He's like he's giving uh, blue steel. He's trying to, I don't know what that look is. And him with his hands up and his crotch blurred out is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I will, what weapon? You call this a weapon? Yeah, he like he's an elf that was taking a summer vacation. And <laughs> they was like, sir. Um, let's go to the next one. Um, fireworks on the roof may have started massive Atlanta apartment fire. Two people arrested. Uh, fireworks on the roof? Fireworks on the roof. What? You know, it's funny. The other day I was in the apartment office picking up some mail and, uh, they were telling this story and I think they thought it was kind of funny and I'm not saying it wasn't kind of funny, but I was like, oh boy. But they were like, you know, it was, it was, it was veterans day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I guess some neighbors in our apartment complex is like, do you mind if we shoot fireworks in the complex? Now, shooting fireworks in North Carolina is like illegal anyway. Mm-hmm. We also are in the midst of a almost 30-day drought. Um, and so he said, no, you can't do that in the complex. And, you know, it's, you know because it's illegal, blah, 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 and, and you can get reported, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, but if you do do it, can you just kind of do it, you know, away from any like cars and the buildings and stuff? And I'm like, this the kind of shit that I'm going to be tested. I didn't want to hear this, but I'm like, now I'm going to be testifying when somebody burns down seven apartment buildings and be like, well, he said he could do it just two feet away from the building. And I mean, 
that's why everything went up like a fucking tinderbox but luckily nothing happened and that right. didn't, you know just my luck you can do sparkles here but all you need because i don't seen too many videos them bitches go to the left go to the right don't right. go straight up fucking go through somebody's window and you got a fucking fire uh investigators say the fire may have started because fireworks being lit on the roof police detained two people and later charged them with criminal damage to property and reckless conduct robert stokes and charnel gunn 43 and 35 respectively are being held in the fulton county jail atlanta fire officials told channel 2 action news that at 10 36 p.m friday crews received reports of a fire at the reserve at la vista walk apartments uh, when crews arrived less than five minutes later, they saw heavy smoke coming from the property. More than 80 firefighters worked throughout the night and into Saturday oh. to put the fire out at the building. Oh, no. Yeah, because if we have in a drought, Atlanta's not that far away. They probably got one, too. Right. Um, crews were still out at the property working to put out hot spots and likely would be throughout the day. Um so uh hundreds of people were evacuated from the building on friday night they say 28 are still displaced and being assisted by the american red cross right 17 people were treated for smoke inhalation and minor injuries and one cat died in the fire because you want to put fireworks on the fucking roof now i don't have nowhere to stay well guess the race are they the same race they're the same race yes i'm going black karen's going with black on this one uh let me check the chat room and see what they believe uh now that's a fire black and black black <laughs> someone said they killed the cat that's not a race but yeah they killed the cat <laughs> they killed the cat yes they did now that's a fire black damn not y'all stealing each other jokes nigga that's that niggas that were late to the fourth of july <laughs> black is that burnt up building black is the smoke black black the correct answer is damn y'all all went black huh black <laughs> And that's them. Oh, shout out to her old school hairstyle. Yeah, yeah, she got old wig. school. I don't know if it's a wig or not, but man, that's wild. She looked like the aunt that that fuck around with them fireworks though. <laughs> the cool, uh, yeah. She looked like the aunt that be like, "Give me two wine coolers and some fireworks. Let's fucking do this." <laughs> Definitely the fun aunt. Why she smoking a cigarette or some weed? Yeah, hate to see it. All right, bonus round. What? That bitch was white. I ain't racist. How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I? Call them niggas. Just call them niggas. It's time to get Gold wings, gold chain, wearing fried chicken and biscuit eating monkey, eight baboon, big guy, fast running, high jumping spear, chucking 360 degree. While inside a haunted house on Halloween night, a Florida man dressed as an FBI agent allegedly struck a victim in the face with a BB gun, claiming that he thought the target was a statue, not a scaring player. The free haunted house was constructed inside the Seminole home of the 47-year-old male victim. An advertisement asked, are you brave enough to make it through the manor and get some treats? Uh, the property's front lawn was decorated as a makeshift cemetery. So first of all, this shit was free. You just can, you wanted people to walk through your house for free and it's a haunted house. Uh, it sounds like a, the plot to a horror movie. Right. Police say Ingus Shusher, Shusser, 
20 entered the residence wearing an FBI jacket and body armor and carrying an airsoft gun that resembled a Glock pistol. <gasps> what? As he moved through the house, Schusser, 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 went around a corner to where the victim was standing. While dressed in a costume, the homeowner was not acting as a role player at the time. The 6'4", 210-pound Schusser, cops say, turned away from the victim, grabbed the airsoft gun from a hip holster. Uh, he then allegedly struck the victim with the gun's handle, causing significant injury under the victim's eye. So pistol with him. Schusser laughed and was not apologetic. He told the victim he thought he was a statue. The defendant then ran out of the home to the victim's front door as the victim followed him to prevent him from leaving. The bloody homeowner was treated at the scene by an EMS worker while Schusser was arrested by the sheriff's deputy for aggravated battery and possession of a bulletproof vest during the commission of a felony. <laughs> Trying to be accurate with that motherfucking costume. The gun was seized as evidence. Schusser bonded out of custody Wednesday at the post of $15,000 on the felony counts. According to jail records, he works for a machinery company and lives about four miles away from the haunted house. Oh, neighbors can't be neighbors no more. Karen, guess the race. White. Karen is going with white for, what's his name? Uh, Ingus Schusser. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Uh, niggas don't cosplay as police for fun white there's some weirdo white shit white PBR was involved Florida man white that's a white man white uh, Nazi ass name Hitler youth white white is the FBI letters on the jacket the correct answer is white Yeah, this reminds me of how I never finished the movie Let's Be Cops. And I'm sure it's funny. I actually like Damian Wayne. But for some fucking reason, man, the premise of just any black people dressing up as cops for any reason. I was like, not unless it's Mission Impossible and y'all need to infiltrate the Kremlin. I'm not dressing up as no cop. That's how you get extra fucked up. But yeah, that's him. He's white. Y'all got it right. Man, everyone was 100% today. Yay! Yeah, I don't think anyone missed any of the guests to race Mm-mm. congratulations you know thank yourselves uh sword fight sword ratchetness time Mm-hmm. A cocaine binge ends with a man stabbing his friend with a sword. Oh, well, damn, how'd it start then? If that's how it ended. Yeah, this is like the some shit the principal from American Dad would do. Yeah, yeah yes, that nigga the fucking best. <laughs> principal Brian Lewis. Yes. Uh, Lucy Goosey. Doing some cocaine. <laughs> yes, I love that character. A drug addict allegedly assaulted his friend with a sword after he turned paranoid following a six-day cocaine spree. Six days? He told the police he thought the victim was the devil. No, that reminds me of... Demons told me to do it. Who told you to do it? The demons. Uh, Joseph Gretsch, 33-year-old, uh, Kaspukwa, 
resident was arrested on Saturday morning shortly after his friend turned up at the local police station, his right arm bleeding profusely, claiming he had been attacked. When police rushed to the site of the alleged attack, they came across Gretch seated outside on the steps of the doorway of the resident uh, in Trill Il, with Trick Il Madonna Tal Grazja. Um, when they asked him about the incident, he repeated over and over, I thought he was a devil. It turned out that, what if, he, what if he was a devil? Just for a second. And then he stabbed him, and he really didn't do nothing wrong. It's, it's just, and then he turned back to regular his friend, and the police showed up. He's like, I don't know what he's talking about. And then when the police turned Fuck around, with him. when the police turned around, he's like, because I'm Satan. And they're like, what'd you say? Nothing. I'm just, I don't know. He's crazy. He's doing cocaine. It turned out the two had been consuming cocaine together when suddenly the accused turned paranoid and struck his friend with a sword. That's what I don't like about the beginning of this article. And I almost said something, but I said, let me finish reading. A drug addict allegedly assaulted his friend. Nigga, they both drug addicts. <laughs> they both was high. Nice try, media, liberal media. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> These niggas are, do, they addicted together. Yes, they are. Now, I'm, I don't think cocaine and swords should mix. I wouldn't own a sword, especially if I did a lot of cocaine. But at the same time, I don't own a sword and I don't do a lot of cocaine. So what am I saying? <laughs> Sounds like if you're into cocaine, you into some bad ideas already. Um, following the attack, he was taken to police custody and subsequently to the hospital. He was in no state to speak to police at the time. When ultimately declared fit, he opted for his right to silence, explaining, explaining the prosecutor. On Monday, dressed in a suit, his mother and another relatively seated relative seated anxiously behind him. The accused pleaded not guilty to grievous bodily harm, assault, as well as insulting and threatening the victim. He was also charged with relapsing. Oh, you that, that's a charge over there? Oh. He back on that cocaine? Look like he got to go to jail. Uh, given the background of the alleged violence, his lawyers requested the court to appoint an expert to run toxicological, toxicological, toxicological? toxicological all right close enough toxicological test on blood and the necessary hair samples of the accused the prosecution did not object to magistrate mars and ferrugia uh uh as she upheld the request uh the defense cast doubt on his criminal intent because of the drug and fist induced paranoia oh, that, oh it couldn't be like a planned crime because it was the drugs that made him be like i'm killing somebody tonight um meanwhile uh, the victim, who's still in the hospital fighting for his life, uh, has not is still to testify. Uh, so they can't; they don't want to put this person out on bail until that victim can testify. But he was on cocaine too. What the fuck was he seeing? Who knows? He's like, I thought a demon was stabbing me. Shit, I don't know. We both was the devil. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, but the defense lawyer said, look, the dude is in the hospital, so even if my man wanted to stab him, he can't get to him. The mother was also willing to take him into her home. As a third-party guarantor, the prosecution added that the accused had admitted that he wanted to kick his drug habit but was still weak and if allowed to go back to that particular residence would likely relapse into further trouble. Um, so the court placed the accused under temporary supervision order under the guidance of a probation officer. So I guess they did let him out of jail, but it ain't looking too good. So listen, all you people out there doing cocaine with your friends on six day binges, don't put the swords. fucking swords away. 
It's out of control. All right, that's it. We'll talk to you next time. Until then, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.